they came back to hurt us. Understand, understand what you say is going to have a boomerang effect. Amen. Mm -hmm. So if you send it out, it's coming back. So depending on what you send out, it depends on what you want back. Somebody could say I got something good to say. Because when you say something good, good's going to come back to you. I guarantee you, if you say something good, it's coming back to you, saith the Lord. Therefore, the Lord tells us that to speak his word, let the oracles, let his oracles come out of our mouth. Say the things that he says, because in doing so, we become kingdom speakers. Therefore, the world cannot own us anymore. Neither can the world's problem have any ownership of us because we are speaking kingdom language and the world can't comprehend it. So we become above the world. Therefore, we walk in complete domination over everything that is beneath us. You have to understand that God has called you into supernatural living. And you have lived in the natural for so long, you don't know how to let go because you're a control freak by nature. Most of us won't admit that. But all of us want to be in control. Mm -hmm. You show up to a restaurant, you want it your way. And if you don't get it your way, they ain't going to see you no more. <laughs> and so, and so, and so God, God, knows, God knows who we are. God knows that uh, what we need. And so um, he, he has told us, he said, I've given you, I've given you this uh, instrument and the instrument that I've given you, if you use it correctly, uh, you will have everything that I promised you. How many of you want peace in every area of your life? Mm -hmm. How many of you want joy in every area of your life? Okay. That's what he promised you. He says, peace I give you and peace I leave you. And then he says, but you're going to have to believe it. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to talk to you about a few things, but you really have to know and understand that this word is changing you. Okay. Um, when this word goes forth, it's not going to return void. You're never going to be the same after this word. That should have got you happy. How many of you know you need a little bit of work? <laughs> Oh, boy. Let's read the word of God together. Therefore, by him, let us continually stop. Continuous means consistently, continually. Just don't stop doing it, right? Let's start over. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. Stop. A sacrifice of praise means that you don't feel like it, but you praise him anyway. Because your praise doesn't dictate who he is. He's everything to you. He is your solution to the problem you've been holding on to. And he's given you what it takes to get the answer. And it's in you already. You've been searching all over trying to get it. But he already put the answer to every problem inside of you. So it's called a sacrifice of praise. Right? So when you don't feel like praising him, what do you do? Praise him. Praise him anyway. What if you still have the problem? What do you do? Praise him. What if it looks like it's getting worse? What do you do? Praise him. 
What if it's already gotten worse? What do you do? How about when it gets all good? What do you do? No matter what. All right. A sacrifice of praise to God. Come on. That is the. Giving thanks to his name. Tell him thank you. All right. This morning I'm going to be teaching from the gospel according to Mark chapter number 10. Mark chapter number 10. Wow. It looks like we're going to get out of here at about 1230 today. Isn't that good? Because I normally let you out about 1.30. I was reading, I was, no, really, I really never, I never keep time, but I was reading on, the, I was reading on our Facebook page, said, one guy said, I went to this church, <laughs> and I couldn't believe it, that um, it was almost 3 o'clock, and we were just walking out of there. <laughs> he said, the message, I'll never forget it, but the people was so loving, I didn't want to leave. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And so that really blessed me because I, I get on and see what people are saying about, about the work of God. Um, Mark 10, chapter 46. This is Youth Sunday. Um, we, got, we got one of our youth visiting us over here. Can I get away from you one more time? That's my man right there. Got one way in the back right back there. Listen, I don't care how old you are, you're still a youth in God's eye. But this is youth Sunday. Our youth like to dress down. I got my tennis shoes on. I'm going to keep up with them today. And there's a word, there's a word from the Lord, I believe, um, for our youth today. And because we, we have admitted that we're all of the youth of God, uh, this word is for you. All right? So Mark chapter 10, we're going to begin at verse 46. Let's pray. Whew. Lord, here we are. We need. To hear from you. Your word has declared to us that it's sharper than a two-edged sword. Cutting all the carnality out of our life. So come in such a way, Lord, that we'll be changed today. That we would be able to see you more clearly. And love you more dearly. We desire to hear from you, God, and we admit we need you to direct our lives. So, Lord, as I stand here, help me to decrease that you would come and preach and teach to us today. And, Father, we promise after all is said and done, that you alone will be glorified and we, your body, will be edified by your word. We know this prayer lines up with your will, so we seal it with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Mark, chapter number 10. It says, <clears throat> Now they came to Jericho as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude. Blind Barnabas, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, 
to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then the, the many warned him to be quiet. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still. I got to pause for a moment and ask you. Has your praise caused Jesus to be still? Jesus was on his way somewhere. And this man praise stopped him right in his tracks. And Jesus. <clears throat> so Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man saying to him. Be of good cheer. Rise. He is calling you. Oh, I could stop right there and tell you what he told me to tell you. He said, Ooh, rise up. Because he's calling you now. Can you hear him calling your name? Then he said this. Watch this. And then. And then he said, so Jesus answered, <clears throat> and though, wait, 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 and he says, he's calling you, and throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus said, answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? Man, if you can get Jesus' attention, he'll, he'll ask you what you want. The blind man said to him, Rabboni, teacher, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith, your faith, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight. It don't stop there. This is important. And follow Jesus on the road. <laughs> I look back at the man who had an issue and heard that Jesus what is all this commotion and they told him that Jesus was walking by that man began to cry out he wasn't talking about his situation he was crying out and calling on the one that was that could help him Listen, and the people tried to stop him, and he became undignified with his praise. And when he became undignified with his praise, the Bible said 
it stopped Jesus. I want to talk to you just for a few minutes on this subject matter. Praise is your answer. You got this problem, you got that problem. When those two get together, you have the other problem. Then when you looked in the mirror, you had another problem. But praise, I want to talk about the problem. I want to talk about the answer to the problem. Praise is the answer to every problem that you have. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. As I talk to you for a few minutes, as it relates to this particular message, there are three things that I want to give you. Number one, I want to talk to you about discipline. Okay? Those of you who take notes, write them down. If not, make a mental note. The second thing I want to talk to you about is value. You are going to have to understand your own value. You are going to have to understand how God has put value in you. People did not place value in you. All the success that you have had did not give you your value. Okay? You might be able, you might be multi-talented and multi-gifted, but that does not create your value. God himself gave you value. That means whenever life circumstances change, it does not dictate your value. You are valued to God because he put value in you. And you cannot run value out of you, nor do you, can you control the value because he has already made you valuable. Therefore, you cannot get frustrated and start to operate in a way that you are not supposed to operate based on what someone did. Because you are valued by God. And if you stay as who you are, the things that tried to mess you up and you stay in your own character, it will help them come in line with whatever God has purposed them for in your life. You have to understand that they can never have no more control over how you behave. Stop trying to say so-and-so did this to me and this is why I'm the way I am. They don't control your value. That's why God wanted me to tell you he's in control. And you are valuable. With all your issues, you're still valuable. With all your issues, you're still his good child. God still looks at you and smiles, even though you, listen, even though you've hid stuff from him, you've lied to him, and you've done some stuff that you, listen, only you and him know about. God said, don't be ashamed. You're still my child, and I value you. People who understand, give God a praise. Because, because, because. Uh, a mother and a father, you, you have to understand, a mother and a father, when, when that child comes into the world, a mother and a father, they have value 
already. And they let the child know, I value you. And how do you know that? How do you know your mother and father value you? They stayed up with you all night long. They rocked you when you needed rocking. They changed your dairy diaper year after year. They put up with your nonsense. But when you couldn't do nothing for yourself, they did it all for you. And that's what God said. When you couldn't do nothing for yourself, I was doing it all for you because I have value in you. The other thing you have to understand is no mother or father ever gives up on their child that really loves their child and God will never give up on you. He is stuck like glue to you. You can't get away from God if you wanted to. He has too much value to leave you. He, he, he values you. He, he values you. And the third thing, the third thing, the third thing, I was looking at the text, the third thing um, that I saw is that um, we're going to have to believe it. Um, because what you believe will dictate your behavior. Uh, if you believe you're crazy, you act crazy. <laughs> if you believe you're valuable and you should be honored, then people will be people will honor you. Uh, people won't talk crazy to you no more. And the reason why people are talking crazy to you because you believe they should. You know I don't, Pastor. Yeah, you do. You've given them access because of your belief system. That's why the Lord told me to tell you it's about him. He values you. Listen, he disciplines you. And he wants you to believe all the plans that he has for you. He sent Jesus to die for you so that you can have victory in every area of your life. You want more peace? You want more joy? I'm going to tell you, it's in your praise. The opposite of praise is arguing and complaining. If you are arguing and complaining, you are allowing every force of evil to come your way to keep you miserable. But if you say, I'm tired of being miserable, and nobody's going to dictate how I feel. I'm going to believe God that I have peace. I'm going to believe God that I have joy. And I'm going to thank him for it. Because when you believe, when you start thanking God, it changes you. You can come in and start just praising God. And before you know it, you're so caught up in the prayer, you forgot about your little old problem. You know that one that followed you here today? How about the one that ushered you here and you said, I got to get to church because this is too much for me? God gave you that so you wouldn't stay at home. Let me deal with this text for a minute. You, you know, we see so much in this text and I, I want to talk to you real, really quick because I, I, I really like to try to dive in. And, and, and can you guys hear me okay? Okay. I really try to dive in because because. Uh, if we don't understand the characters in the t in the text, we miss something. And this this person, Bar blind Barnabas, it says that they were coming from Jericho. You know where the walls were up in the city, and that we couldn't go in and worship, and God had to bring the walls down. Jesus says that he was coming from there on his way to Jerusalem, the place of worship where he's coming back again. He's on his way, and he just so happened to come upon blind Barnabas. You know, I I thought it I thought it strange because because. Blind Barnabas, you know, Jesus healed a lot of blind people in the Bible, but never does he associate them with a name. 
Look throughout all the Bible, and you'll see where Jesus, in all the, the gospel, you'll see Jesus healing these blind people, and he's healing them in different ways. One of them, he speaks blind. One of them, he touched blind. One of them, he spit on mud and slapped them in the face, and he yards. So Jesus is doing all this stuff, right? But he, this man, Brian Bartimaeus, he gives a name. So if he gives him a name, there must be some significance to the name. So <clears throat> it says, he, right after it says blind Bartimaeus, it says the son of Timaeus. And Barta, Bar means son of. So Bar it, Timaeus. So he's the son of Timaeus. Now understand, Timaeus. Timaeus means honorable, to be honored. Timaeus was a man who was honored. So then he gives birth. He has a son. His son is already set up to be honored. Because his name means honor. To look at it even deeper, to be honored means to be of great value. So his name means value. He is valuable by name. He came in being valuable because he was the son of value. You are the sons and daughters of God. Ah, when he came in, it made you valuable. Because now you have his DNA. Nothing can change you from being Jesus' son or daughter. In the same way, I have son, I have a son, and I have daughters. Nothing can change them. They have my DNA. And no matter what they do, they will still be my daughters. And no matter what you do, you will still be his sons or his daughters. Because he values you. And I value my children. I value them so much that I will discipline them because I value them. Hebrews 12 says he will chasten the ones that he loves. God says I will discipline you because I love you. And the world system is trying to tell us don't discipline your children. Well, I don't belong to the world system. Call CPS if you want to. I'll call on my God. And I guarantee you, my God knows how to whoop CPS. So I'm not worried about CPS. I'm worried about disciplining my children because I love them and I want them to grow up the right way. I didn't like being disciplined. I got, a, I, I, I'm going to just tell you the truth. Out of all the children in the house, if they was to ask my mom and dad, which one got the most whoopings? I would go, I know I was the one. I needed some help. And I didn't like it then, but I thank God for the parents he gave me that would not spare the rod because it knew that it would spoil the child. And every time I got out of line, he would say, not my child. And I say, well, Timmy and Robert are doing it. He said, I'm not Timmy and Robert's daddy. I'm your daddy. Talk about Barnabas. Barnabas, he he was not born blind. Barnabas was uh, Barnabas was made to be blind over a disease. I want you to understand first and foremost the danger of 
allowing blindness to happen in your life. I, I, I'm looking at it from a spiritual context, but I believe the spirit is showing us through this physical blindness of Barnabas. Now, he was a man of honor before he was blind. Then the Bible says he became blind and became a beggar. Um, God did not design you to be less. He designed you to be more. Uh, this, this particular blindness, he, because he wasn't blind, born blind, we have to understand how, well, how, how did he become blind? Well, there, there's uh, the second most common of diseases in blindness is called onchurchisitis. And that disease uh, is also referred to in another synonym as river blindness. Now, in order for you to become blind, um, it is uh, the eyes start to let mucus uh, start running out of, of the eye. Uh, somebody looks at me like, ugh. Uh, you know when stuff starts oozing out, and, 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 and at, first, at first, you would think he would wipe his eyes because he didn't like what was coming out. And, and that's what happens to us. Sometimes we will wipe because we don't like it. But because it keeps coming, we somehow adapt to what's coming and let it become acceptable. You know what I'm saying. You, you know how to talk. And every now and then you slip up and start talking crazy. And then you keep talking crazy. The longer you talk crazy, you know it's wrong, but you keep doing it anyway. Instead of wiping your mouth and making a change with it, you make a conscious choice that I'm going to let it ooze out anyway. And so we have the secretions of wrong oozing. And we know it's wrong, and it's oozing, and we keep wiping. And isn't it something that while it's oozing, you'll hear something in your mind tell you that it's the right thing to do? And it'll talk to you so much in your mind that now you had one problem with your eye, and then something coming in agreement with your eye, and you're wondering, where is that coming from? But you don't wonder long enough to get you back to right. You keep wondering until that ear begins to hear what the eye is oozing out, and you become comfortable with the circumstance that you're dealing with. That you're so comfortable, you don't want to leave it. And I'm talking about you. Barnabas got comfortable in operating outside of who he was. We were all created to please God. Yet the enemy whispers to us something contrary to the will of God, and we get comfortable in it because he said so, and so it agrees with the mucus that is coming out of your eyes. Somebody said, oh, it gets dangerous. Uh, and so it's yucky. 
it's oozing. Uh-huh. Sometimes your mouth begins to ooze. And you know what's wrong? But you quit wiping. And it got dangerous now. Sometimes that mind, is you, it's oozing in your mind. You got the wrong thoughts. Anybody ever think wrong before? If you think wrong, if you think wrong long enough, wrong is going to happen. Huh? If you channel your thought with wrong, wrong will show up. This man, he could have prevented the blindness if he would have only kept wiping. What am I saying? Don't get tired of trying. Listen, though a man falleth seven times, he get back up again and he is called righteous. Not in that he fell seven times, is that he kept getting back up again. If you fall down, don't stay down. Get back up again. And if you fall again, get back up again. And if you fall, get back up again. And if you fall, get back up again. And get happy while you're on your way up. The man kept hearing. And it was oozing. And he wouldn't wipe the thoughts out of his mind. Now, now, if you understand... You ever tried to enjoy yourself and, and, and stuff just bother you? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, so, and so in order for the next stage of his blindness to happen, because the enemy's trying to blind you because he knows when your vision gets in line with God, you can do exceedingly and abundantly above all. So he's trying to, to blind you to get you to focus on your past and to focus on what's wrong instead of focusing on God will make it right. And so he tries to trick us. And then he sends people in your life that will try to agree with what you are going through already. Uh-huh. Uh, so, 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 and I call these flies, right? And flies will come to bug you. Uh, I was thinking about this um, the other day. Uh, when flies get in the house, n- n- nothing bothers me more than flies. Flies get in the house. I can't enjoy myself. I'm trying to barbecue. I can't enjoy myself. Flies get in the house. I'm sitting down, and I was sitting down, and I hadn't made no French toast in a long time. And I sat down, and I'm enjoying, and I'm enjoying my French toast. And you know flies don't normally come out until the evening time. Why are flies going to be in my house about 830? <laughs> because they show up when least expected. And so the fly was trying to irritate me. And I'm eating. And I got through my first toast, and it was good. But every time that fly came, I was hitting at the fly, and it kept interrupting my rhythm. Because you know when it get good, your rhythm is important. You know how you be eating, and it's good, and somebody said, give me some. You ain't messed up my rhythm. And so I'm eating. And I got to my second toast by now, I, I'm on one. I, this is good. And I'm, I'm enjoying myself. And, and, and here he come again. This time that joke was flying. Woo, 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 woo. And I could hear him. And he's flying so fast, I could hear him. And I, and I jumped up, and I said, you're going to die. <laughs> I 
and I went and got my fly swatter because I know what it takes to kill them. Ah, what am I telling you? You're going to have to know what it takes to kill the fly that's been interrupting your life. It is the word of God. I'm talking about these spiritual flies that have kept coming in your life. You're going to have to get the word of God, and the word of God will kill the thing, the thing that's trying to blind you. That joker was trying to make me think my French toast wasn't good. Matter of fact, he was trying to get me to think I wasn't going to enjoy it. I got that fly swatter and I lit him up. And that's how the word of God is. It will, it will kill the thing that's trying to disrupt you. But in CC, he was a man of honor. And his eyes were oozing. And the flies, he got tired of wiping first because he had not disciplined himself long enough to know that some fights are harder than other fights and choose that I'm going to choose God's way. So no matter, I know this eye wasn't meant to, to ooze out and it's not going to ooze out all the time. And I'm going to keep wiping until God brings healing. But he quit wiping. So the flies, the flies came and I can see them. But the flies were, they were honing in. They, they wanted my friend's toes. But they were trying to distract me long enough so it could land on my toes. They wanted to land on what was oozing out of his eyes because it was on his eyelids. And, and, and the flies need, needed a place where they could land. And if you stop swatting and give in to what's bothering you, uh, something that's coming against the will of God, once you give into it, the next stage of blindness happens is that the thing that was trying to distract you now lands on you. Now, the thing that the, the second part of that process is once they land on the eyelid where the where, where, where the ooze is coming out, they have a place to lay an egg and they call that the larva. So once they put the larva on the eyelid. It is reproducing itself. Oh, what am I saying? Flies will come and try and land in your life so that they can reproduce themselves. They're not trying to land just to say I'm happy. They are trying to build a kingdom on your eyelid so that they can blind you from the truth of God. And if you allow the fly to stay there long enough, the truth of God will be blinded from you. And so when the word is coming at you, you're too blind to get it. See? allowed the thing that was bothering him, meant to curse him, meant to distract him. He allowed it to land on his eye. Produced, started producing larvae. And the larvae caused blindness. That is the second leading cause of blindness in the world today. And I'm talking to you from a spiritual point of view. We've allowed people to be flies in our life, to come in. They don't have no right to be on your eye. Why do you let them on your eye? Why do you let them on your eye? Because you allow them to be in your ear. 
you're going to have to shut off your ears so you can't hear them and stop allowing them to land on your eye and understand you have the word of God in your right hand and you can swat flies until they leave you alone. Barmanam is there. He 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 was a son. Young people, young people, no, no. Uh, you don't know it all. Uh, uh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that I'll discipline my children. Uh, I, oh, oh, what are children that they like discipline? Uh huh. Yeah, the, the ones that are given discipline like it because we know what, how it works. Let me share it with you. If, 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 if children, if we would allow discipline to be disciplined by others. See, see most of us got flies, and we won't even tell nobody about the flies because we are ashamed. But everybody in here got flies. They fighting. But if you could team up with somebody, see, some, one day we had a whole lot of flies. Me and Armani each got a fly swatter. And we was counting on who could kill the most. Huh? See, you need an accountability partner that you could tell, I got flies. But I, they trying to land, but I need some help. Is anybody in here that need a little help to fight some of the flies? See, see, there's been flies zooming around in your life, and you don't even know they fly. You think they're bees making honey. Because they're sweet every now and then. You know how it is. And we, they come in. And, and that's the thing about, ooh, there's nothing like a fly that's in disguise. That, ooh, that's a nasty fly. Come in acting all sweet. Like I'm just buzzing all sweet. I'm just buzzing. <laughs> trying to get next to you so it can land. Because it's trying to blind you. Now, now the reason why, the reason why, the reason why he became blind because he had no discipline. That's what I want to talk to you about. I don't care what happened. The word of God is disciplining you right here and right now. Amen. That's why I tell you, you're not going to be the same after today. You're going to mess up and be happy anyway. You're going to try to be mad and just be happy because it's not up to you. Why are you happy? Your situation hasn't changed. Baby, I have. <laughs> You're going to have to understand. When God changes you, he don't need your permission. God just slips in and changes you. And you stop walking like this, and you walking like this, and everybody trying to understand, why are they so happy? It's because God did it and not you. When there's no discipline, it brings destruction. And so Eli, Eli, Eli was a priest, and he had his two sons. And because he didn't discipline them, they were working their way through the church, sleeping with everybody in the church. And God said, deal with them, and he wouldn't. And so if he didn't deal with them, they'd start destroying the church. And God said, I'm not going to let my church be destroyed. And he killed Eli, and then he dealt with his sons. What am I saying? God is about discipline, and he wants the very best for you. And all he wants you to do is obey him and trust him 
and you can have everything that he has promised you. Now, now wait, now, wait a minute, because we're talking about Bartimaeus. So he's blind, and it was his fault. It was his fault. Did you ever make any mistakes before? Mm -hmm. And you swore you weren't going to do it again. And you messed up again. I want to talk to the again, folks. Uh, you know, you know how you, 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 there might be one or two that have made a mistake and then now they're perfect. Okay, we're in the right place. <laughs> so, so, so Bartimaeus, he, he now, now get this, Bartimaeus was still the son, but he was now begging because blindness will change your identity. So he went from honor and value to begging. Somebody say, but God. but God. But God had Jesus leaving Jericho. And blind Bartimaeus was on the side of the road with what the flies had did to him. And here comes Jesus. And Bartimaeus says, because the people start, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming. Because this is outlined in Luke, uh, chapter 18, the same story. And it says, people come, people come. And Bartimaeus says, Bartimaeus says, he hears it. He says, he, I can't see, see, but I hear something. What's all the noise about? And they said, Jesus, son of, uh, uh, Jesus of Nazareth, he's here. When he heard that Jesus was there, he said, son! Of David, have mercy on me. Do you hear what he said? He didn't say, God, I need you to fix her and him and it. He said, have mercy on me. Because if you have mercy on me and you start with the reference point that I need to start with. I'm tired of blaming the fly. I'm tired of blaming the people. I'm tired of blaming everybody else for what I did wrong. Have mercy on me. And you know how dignitaries are? That was a church setting. How do I know it was a church setting? Because Jesus was there. Anytime Jesus show up, I don't care if it's a concert and Prince was on stage. When Jesus shows up, it will become the church. Hallelujah. Why? Because the head is there. Amen. Jesus, church setting, church setting. Jesus is there. And the people, oh, I come here. They flies too. Flies come to church. Trying to interrupt your prayer. It don't take all that. You don't know what it takes. You don't know what I'm fighting against. You don't know where I am right now. I don't need you. I need Jesus. And then we, we, oh, so and so just interrupted my praise. They was just a talking. 
and laugh. Oh, they just, I got to sit somewhere else. Can't nobody interrupt but praise. I get you talk if you want to. When Jesus is there, he get all my attention. That's the problem. You was giving them your attention. If you will stop giving flies your attention, then you can get what you want from Jesus. Stop talking about what's wrong in the church and start talking about who the head of the church. Oh, Jesus, have mercy. So let me get to the quote. He said, have mercy. Have mercy on me. He said, let me start with me. Now, now, now get this. Um, because, because he had already put value in it, he, he, he knew that he can get the value out. So it wasn't that he was blind that was a problem. The problem was in his blindness, he forgot how to praise. So I want to talk to the people who have a memory about praise. And I'm just going to tell you a secret. Jesus is here. What you got to say to him? He's here. What you got to say to him? He's here. No, no, no. I want to know, is there any praise people in the house? I, I want to talk to the people who are willing to just praise God. Look at me crazy. Oh, God. I oh, God. Hey! Oh, my God! Woo! Jesus! He said, because he didn't care what the people had to say. He wasn't going to talk about that. Y'all can do that religious stuff if you want. But when Jesus is here, he get all my attention. You know, it's like, my kids will be doing this in praise and worship. I, look, I know they're there, but they just a fly at that time. Because I'm going to praise God when I have an opportunity. Because I might not get me another one. But how many of you ready to take advantage of the time that you got? You know how the fly will come, come up to you, buzz through. Oh, she shouldn't go today. I know. I should go every day. As a matter of fact, I'm going to call pastor right now and ask him, can you open the church every day? <laughs> See, I'm talking about just being in the presence of the Lord. He says, he says, he, he praised him. And, and Jesus stopped. Jesus was on the way there but heard praise here. And so it stopped him because it was sincere. You know what Bartimaeus believed? He believed that he was not a beggar. He believed that this where he was was temporary. He believed that the solution was right then and right there. And so he praised right then and right there. And Jesus stopped and said, who is this that is commanding me to live? Because he says, I inhabit the praise of my people. And he says, bring him to me. He said, come, bring, bring him to me. And so he comes to Jesus. Jesus said, 
the way you praising me, boy. What you want? Because <laughs> uh, you didn't praise me happy, so now let me make you happy. Amen. Hey, anybody here want to make God happy? <laughs> he says to him, he says, what do you want? When you get God's attention, you can ask him for whatever. And you're not going to get his, he's not going to get his attention complaining about your problem. He gave you the problem so you could praise through the problem. Now, when he shows up, he tells him, what do you want? And the man says, oh, that I would have my sight. The Bible said immediately. It was done. Then he said this. He said, because you believe that I could fix it. That's what healed you. He said, I didn't come down here expecting with supernatural power that this was going to happen. He says, you generated this. You're, listen, your praise, because you believed it, it made your mouth open up and speak what you believe. And because you believed in your healing, healing had to come. <sighs> so it de determined on what you believe. No matter what it looks like, you can't believe like the world. You got to believe what God has said about you. And God said he's given you victory over every area in your life. So if there's an area in your life that's out of order, stop talking about how out of order it is and begin to praise God of how much he's going to bring it into his order. If you can praise God and see it that way, then God will do what you believe. But it's, it's about more than that. Final thing. About more than that. It's about more. So, so your value is important. Believing it is important. Disciplining yourself. You got to do the work. Make a choice every day. I'm going to please God in this. Then it says, um, chapter 18, verse 43 of Luke. See, see, there's a purpose. It's bigger than you. The reason why God wants to bless your life so much is because it's bigger than you. God intends for you to be the head and not the tail in every area of your life. Yeah, this has happened. Yeah, that has happened. Yeah, and that has happened too. You leave that back there. That's already done with. It did not, listen, it did not make you any less than what God has said about you. As a matter of fact, because you got over this, because you got over that, and because you got over the other, your value has increased in him. So you can start celebrating that you made it through all of that stuff. If you're going to have any reference point, whoo, God brought me through all of that. Surely he's going to handle this too. So it says, and immediately, same, same, same story, and immediately he received his sight. And what? And what? And what? You do not follow anybody. You follow him. If they're not doing it his way, say, look here, I'm going to meet you at the finish line. Either that, you're going to have to catch up to me later. Because if you follow God, everything that's supposed to be attached to you, he will bring it to you. That's where he says, seek ye first the kingdom, and all these other things will be added. All I want you to do is focus on me, and I'll put the pieces in your life, and I'll hold it all together, and you won't have to worry about a thing. If there's anybody that believes that, you ought to give him a praise because you believe that he is. 
he received his sight, he followed him, and he was glorifying God. And something happened. And all the people who saw him praising, it became contagious. And they started praising. And can you imagine what happened when all of God's people just start praising? Huh? Demons and devils and warlocks will start fleeing. Ah, because they can't stand praise. And God says, your answer is always in me. You're asking me to fix something that I've equipped you to fix. And all you got to do is let out what I put in there. And when you praise him, your solution takes you over. You don't have to tell him to change. He already knows what you need changing. And the very thing that was cursing you will just start blessing you. I was, I was, I was at a job, and this man was, he, he was mean to me. He, he was my manager. He was mean. He was my director over everything. He was mean. He, he was talking crazy to me. I'd go to my cubicle, and I'd start reading the word. And I stumbled upon a scripture one day, and it says, say to the mountain, and it should be moved if you believe, and I'll cast it into the sea. And I was foolish enough to believe the word, and I started thanking God. Thank you for casting it into the sea. Thank you, Lord, for casting it into the sea. Thank you, Lord, for I, I was I was believing, I was praying, I was thanking him. Three days later, he came in and said, I want to have a meeting with the department. He said, I've taken a new position. I won't be here anymore after next week. And I said, Lord, you funny. He said, keep listening. He said, I've accepted a job overseas. You have to understand. God said, I'll do exceedingly. So he didn't cast it into the sea. He cast it over the sea. Oh, goodness. What am I telling you? God is the answer, and it's in your praise. Amen. It's time to go. I want to share this with you before we do go. Because I believe this is where the enemy has really, really been attacking us. And you're going to have to guard your ear and your spirit. Because people are trying to get in your ear and say stuff. And it hurts you when they say it. That's when you know it's evil. Don't let evil speak in your ear. Swat that fly and say, you don't have no more access to my ear until you start speaking the oracles of God. So you're going to have to be ready to slap some flies down. God has sent me to give you a message. And he wants you to know how the flies have gained access to your life. 
sometime we start thinking on things for too long. My mom used to say, stewing. Stewing on something. You, you put something in the pot and you let it simmer. All of it, all the flavors of it go into the meat. And so if you start thinking on what's wrong too long, it starts simmering into your heart. You know, if it's wrong, don't even think about it then. Start talking about how God's going to fix it. What does it look like to you when it's fixed? You know, we sit there and we think about, oh, this happened to me. Oh, and this person and this and that. Oh, oh, this is just so big and that got bigger. And then invited his neighbor and all the other stuff is happening too. And we're just stewing. Your thought process, you're, you're holding all of that. And it's, it's, it's blinding you. Talking about what's wrong is blinding you. I remember one time I, my mom was mad. And she sat there and got mad at her. And she taught me not to do it. And I was watching her. And I said, Mom, why you want to be mad? And she started making up every reason in the world to keep her mad. I know I'm telling her, you mom, but it's cool. Don't whoop me. I'm all. Uh, this, is, this, is, this is to help everybody, Mom. <laughs> and she, 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 she sat there and just, and I seen her. And she was filling potatoes. And steam was coming off the top of her head. Till finally she got so mad that she went and acted out of anger. That she needed to apologize for later. That's why God says, don't think about it. It's oozing. Wipe it. It's going to be okay. You just got to keep wiping. Fish wipe. And praising at the same time. <laughs> Everybody rest to your feet. <laughs> Every head bowed. Father, we thank you for your word. Now, Lord God, sow it, sow it to our hearts that nothing can take it from us. Bring us to such.